So basically, I made a podcast. Yep. And I got my buddy Jason Robinson on here right now. Why don't you tell the people what's up? What's going on, guys? So Jason is a dear friend of mine, and he is a fellow content creator and a damn good one, I must say. Now, listen. Okay, let me just put this out there. I've been meaning to start a podcast. I had a podcast in the works a little bit ago around like, well, that was probably like January. Yeah. Last January. Yeah. And it was going to be called the Insane Sanity Podcast, right? I had cover art for it. I had all of my concepts and ideas on paper. And I even had the first episode recorded, but I was like, fuck, man, like. I, I don't know, man. I just, just, it wasn't sticking with me. So I never released it. And I think me and you are both stuck in this perpetual state of, you know, we have these ideas and we want to apply ourselves towards those ideas, but we hesitate. You know what I mean? Like we have all of these amazing concepts and, and things that we would like to do with our, um, you know, capacity to do those things and we don't do them. Right. So that actually leads me to the first part of this podcast, which is I kind of want to conduct a little bit of, of an interview towards my buddy Jason he's gonna sort of interview me so this is gonna be our way of you know warming up to uh, the audience and getting you guys to know us a little bit better so my first question for you and we can go back and forth I mean I'll ask you one you ask me one so my first question is as a content creator what has been the biggest obstacle or frustration that you faced um, while creating content or trying to I feel like the biggest obstacle or at least personally for me was uh, being able to effectively portray the type of content I want to create. So uh, whether you're a filmmaker, a vlogger, whatever it might be, right? Your whole goal is to kind of portray what type of content you want to do. You know what I mean? You want the audience to understand why you created something, the intent behind it. And I think for specifically for vloggers, really hard is being able to show them like who I am really as a person yeah right and that's something that's kind of difficult to do um especially on a camera it feels so removed artificial detached but I think uh like anything with practice comes perfection or close to perfection I guess you'd say you'll never reach perfection but when it comes to practice you'll get better and I think that the biggest obstacle for me was being able to practice and keep getting better and to effectively portray what accurately represent yourself in an honest way, myself you know? and the the type of content I want to create. Cause I'm not just a vlogger. I don't, I don't want to kind of, you're not just a bodybuilder. Yeah, no, I, I'm, um, people are multi-dimensional. They're not right. just one, right. One way of looking at a person. You know, I mean, there is no one way. And, and that's I, the irony of creating content in general is, is the minute you dedicate yourself to creating content, you're going against the grain of what's natural and what's organic because now you you're inevitably fabricating yourself, yes. right? Like you're, you're never just going to roll the camera right. and honestly showcase yourself. I mean, it's not going to happen. Like, look at this. I mean, I, I post, I can post fitness videos all day, right? But is fitness the only thing that defines me? No, you might never ever know that I was into music or that I did music or that I, I wrote songs or you right. might never know any of those. I things. didn't even know that you wrote songs. Exactly. You know, I See, wrote songs. I do. Know, I do know you write songs. And that's <laughs> right. the thing about YouTube is like, um, at the end of the day, you're always going to, uh, whatever you put out there is what people are going to only see. Yeah. And you choose what you put out there. Uh, but I think the, like I said, another big obstacle is like just trying to find an honest way of putting out there what you intend to put out there. You know, and that's why it's so fucking anxious, bro. It's maddening because you understand, you fully acknowledge right. that 
the first video anybody watches on your channel is going to be their first impression of you until right. the day they die. Right. And it's hard to jam pack everything that makes you you into that, you know, eight minute right. fucking vlog or right. into that single photo on your Instagram. So right. it's like you got to find a balance between conforming to what people want. You know, obviously there's right. a demand right. that needs to be established, but you also need to try to let the world know you are multifaceted. You right. are, you know, like you said, multidimensional. Yeah. Without doing it in a forced manner. Yeah. And, you know, and the longer I am on YouTube and uh, I guess like social media in general, I, I, I'm starting to drift away from kind of proving myself or doing something that I think works. Right. And I kind of just want to move towards the idea that at the end of the day, this is kind of an art, you know. And it's making yours. Films, it's your making platform. Content. It's an art. And I want it to be treated as a work and not necessarily yeah. embodiment of like everything I am because the re right. reality of it is no matter how charismatic you are on camera, no matter what you, people will never a hundred percent see who you really are in person. That even goes to say like your friends, family, all that, like they, everyone only sees a slice of you. So I feel like yeah. the biggest thing I've been working on is just trying to focus on making good content period yeah. and trying to effectively display that. And that's another thing too, is like it, you know, you have to pursue thought without thought. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, if something pops in your head that you think will bring you joy, um, whether it's creating this video or, or posting this photo, you have to pursue that within itself, like in its most natural form. You know, right. you have to pursue thought without right. thought. The minute you begin to overthink your happiness, um, you know, uh, uh, other things get involved that shouldn't right. be. And, and I think that's where content can get you know, a little bit maddening. Right. It, it's exactly like, like I said, like the moment you start thinking about, Oh, well, what if people think of me yeah. this way or that way? Right, right, right. No, it's no longer becoming an art. That and you, those diminish right. the entire, you know, inspiration behind even creating content. Right. Like you did it for you. You like, did it to pursue exactly. enlightenment in its purest exactly. form. And it's now not, you're filtering right. yourself. Sometimes it's not necessarily that you want people to think of you in a certain way, or it's that it's yeah. that you are thinking about creating something. And then the secondary thoughts right. is, well, what if people right, don't accept right, that? Right. So then your content strays away from what you originally intended. You know, it's like that video I just did with Lex where I was wearing the mask, right? Now, I seen a comment in the YouTube section and it said, this makes zero sense. It's not even Halloween yet. You know what I replied to that comment with? I said, what makes zero sense is that you think everything has to, right? Right, yeah. Now, it's funny to me that this person thinks I'm not qualified to do whatever the fuck I want to do just because it doesn't correlate with, with the season yeah. or or the fact that Halloween's a month away and I'm already wearing a mask. It doesn't matter. I wanted to wear a fucking mask. Right. You know what I mean? It's like an artificial construct yeah, that right. they so feel it's like, like they're obligated you need to. to um, yeah. You need to pursue thought without thought. Right. Right. So that's my first question for you. So go ahead. Shoot, bro. I'm ready for you. All right. So you have, like anyone on YouTube and on Instagram knows that you have this really really strong confidence to yourself and uh you're you don't question yourself very often and i want to know where does that derive from for yourself and like how do you use your confidence to your uh advantage and also how it came about how are you so confident about yourself and all that stuff damn i mean i got a good answer for you let me let me pour some tea where's that tea at bro <laughs> <laughs> we got some tea over here there you go Before I unload, I just got to get some tea over here. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Let's put it down the floor. You want some? No, I'm good. All right. 
All right. <clears throat> so it's kind of funny because anyone that's confident at one point never was. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you always were, then it's not true. Yes. You know, I, I think confidence is something that's born from insecurity. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? You, you, it's kind of like you got to get knocked down in order to learn how to get back up. Right. Type sort of thing. If, you, if you're always up, then you, you, it's never it's never sincere, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's the default of what you've always known. So for me, you know, I battled a lot of insecurities and I still do. But I realized sooner or later that if I wanted to get to where I wanted to be in life, you know, then I needed to embody someone who was capable of adhering to all of these challenges that I was facing. Right. Right. If it wasn't in me in that given moment, in that point in time to be confident or to be charismatic. Right. I had to force myself to adopt those qualities because it was my only fucking way out of the boat that I was in. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think that confidence is more or less apathy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily that I'm, you know, that I think I'm the the coolest dude in the room. I just don't give a fuck anymore. Literally don't, you know, like I'm too apathetic to uh, filter my behavior anymore. Uh. All right. So my buddy, Jason's brothers came down. Jason, what did, what did your brother just say? Here, here, tell the mic. Yeah. Have have, have him come on. (laughs) Okay. So uh, I walked in while they were doing the podcast and uh, I saw Jonathan on my way up the first time when I came back downstairs (laughs) to get my laptop. The only reason why I didn't say anything the first time is because I was just like surprised how much bigger he is in person. <laughs> if you guys are listening and you see him on Instagram, just imagine a dude like 20 times bigger in person. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Thanks, brother. All right, All right man. I'll see you. All right. Yeah, so how are we going to sync the audios? Um, it's fine. You sure? Yeah, yeah. I got it. Are we going to cut it? <laughs> we'll figure it out. We always do, right? So, anyways, yeah, the question you asked me, basically, if I had to summarize, um, you know, my response, I would say this newfound sense of charisma and confidence that I have is really just a product of, like, not giving a fuck. Like, I've been traumatized to the point, you know, from from everything, societal obligations, societal bullshit, people talking shit. Um, my home environment, things like that, right. dismay, heartache, it doesn't matter. Right. I'm so desensitized, mm-hmm. f- you know, from giving a fuck that I just, I, I can't simply do it anymore. Yeah. And my inability to like give a shit is what is producing this, right. this charisma and confidence because I don't right. have anything to lose. But uh, to build off that though, um, I thought what was interesting when you said like you didn't, people who don't have any confidence or insecurities. Yeah. It's the same sort of concept with people in a depression. Yes. Or yes. in a deep spot. Cause you know, I myself was in that position. And it's like where you literally have to tell yourself to embody what yeah, you're dude. not. Fake it till you to, make it, man. Till you become yeah. who what you're supposed to be. Because you have to look at it from a rational perspective, right? Right. If you're in the shits, you're not gonna make it out by right. continuing to to feel that way. Right. You know what I mean? Even if it's not sincere in your heart to feel any differently. Right. You have to force yourself to believe it is because right. that's your only way out. Out. Yeah. You know? So anyways, my second question for you, mm-hmm. and by the way, we have three questions for each other, all right? So my second question for you is top three favorite comic book films. And you, listen, they gotta be in order. I don't want to hear no, oh, I'm just throwing them out there. Right. I want I want a least Let, favorite, next favorite, and right, highest so let, let's stop. on the list. Let's start at number three. Okay? Oh, he's already got it. Okay. Ooh, I gotta really think about it. <laughs> okay. This. All right. Um, 
honestly, I'd have to say number three will probably be Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. Okay. And let me tell you why. I was, I was worried you were going to say like Homecoming no. or Far From Home. Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because one, Doc Ock is Spider-Man's like villain. You know, what I mean? he's like fuck out of a lot. Here. Of, Come dude, on. A lot of people think it's like a lot of people think it's like Venom. A lot of people think it's like Green Goblin. But no, I, I bro, think- I'm a huge. Listen, I just want to cut you off real quick. The Amazing Spider-Man didn't handle the lizard well, but I think that the relationship Peter has with right. you know Doctor Connors is yeah. beautiful, and I think that makes for a really cool. Right. Um, relationship with with that villain, you know, the lizard, obviously. So yeah. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on that one. But all right, keep going. <laughs> but I think one of my favorite things was like uh, I felt like that was one of the films where they took out like a lot of actual inspiration from the comics. Yeah, it was very comic. And I love the idea of how he had to rediscover. I love this trope, this common trope that's in a lot of movies uh, or storytelling is that like you have to lose. The thing that you think defines who you are. To get it, but yeah. And then realize that that didn't define you. Like right. his powers didn't define him. It was his Spider-Man. Right. The fact that he chose to do something with his powers right, is right, what right. defines him, not the powers itself. Yeah. So I really, really love that trope. So yeah. I think that's coming in at number three. Okay. Number two, let's hear it. Number man. two. You're going you're gonna to either piss me off. Number two has to be The Dark Knight, the first one. <sighs> okay, that's valid. Maybe. It depends on what number one is. Actually, no. Actually, I think the Joker. No, the one with the, jo- the one with the Joker. So the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, yeah. Yeah, the Dark okay. Knight. Yeah. Uh, oh, I was thinking Batman Begins. No, not yeah, Batman yeah. Begins. Uh, I, I think like the Batman Dark Begins. Knight because, and this this might be controversial, but maybe not. I think Dark Knight was a great film, not because of Christian Bale, but because of the Joker. Heath Ledger killed Overrated. Role. Keith Ledger killed that role. Overrated. <laughs> and I feel like that he was the only one who literally went insane to the point where it's like no going back. Okay. All right. W- what's your number one? <sighs> this is the make or break right here. If this isn't solid, I'm going to judge you forever. Because we're me and Jason are both huge comic book nerds. Okay. So I'm eyeing him up right now. Your number one has to be valid in my eyes or we're no longer friends. Okay, I, I, th- th- we might be pressured on. on this, but I honestly feel like my number one is probably Iron Man 1. Not gonna lie. And I know, I'm sorry. And let me tell you why. Let me explain. No, I'm not, listen, I'm not disappointed in your response. I'm trying to just, honestly, I kind of forget Iron Man 1. Here's the thing, right? There's, there's a lot of nostalgia. Right. I mean, it did kick off the Iron MCU. It did kick off the MCU. And but like, let's be real though. From like an actual, like if you just took that film by itself, you're gonna tell right. me that's that's your all time favorite, just by itself. Forget about I think, the fact okay, that it started okay. the MCU. I think I think there's a lot of nostalgia that comes in with it because so it was my childhood you're, you're and I remember like <laughs> getting so excited to okay. go to the movie theater to watch this movie. Okay. So right. there is a little of a personal okay. bias, but if we're tra- talking about from like like from a film standpoint, from a film standpoint. Ooh. Okay, so, like, comic book in general? Just in general, man. Just in general. I mean, we can even take it back to, like, what, 2003? That was Daredevil, right? I mean, yeah. it was shit, but, we don't like, talk that about was that. <laughs> we, we, we don't talk about Daredevil. <laughs> um, dude, honestly... First Fantastic Four, yeah. <laughs> is that what yours is? <laughs> Hell no. Yeah, no. No way. Um, the way they portrayed Galactus and that was god-awful. 
Um, Galactus wasn't in the first Fantastic. No, Four. he was. He was. What? Or not the first. Uh, he was in the Fantastic. Are you Four. thinking of Rise of the Silver Surfer? Yes, that okay. was Galactus. The cloud that was Galactus. Get the fuck out of here. Yes, it was. It was never like said, but it was. Oh kind of, boy. Maybe Logan. Oh yeah. I think because that yes. was just such a raw. Yeah, that's fucking valid. That, that was valid. like a raw okay. emotional. See, because Wolverine isn't my favorite. Yeah. Hero. Right. Right. I'm pointing that out there. Okay. Sorry, any Wolverine fans. But from like that standpoint. Sorry, that was my phone. <laughs> but from like a film standpoint. That was my phone again. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> let me finish. All right, all right. So from a film standpoint, I feel like Logan has to be the best. Because it was the best effectively portrayed. Right. I think right. it was so raw and emotional. And it got I listen to that action. soundtrack every day almost. Yeah, I'm it got kidding. action. It got all that stuff. And it's like. The scores were amazing, too. I got chills, bro. Chills. All right. Okay, that's valid. That's valid. All right. All so right. those were talking about three. So um, you you hit me with a lighthearted question because I'm about to hit you with like another serious Let's question. Let's do it, man. I'm ready. So, <laughs> I'm ready. Um, I know you told me a lot that you grew up like being like an emo kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how does that play into being mm. a bodybuilder? Like how yeah. is like, how do you, how, how was it? an experience being like not necessarily not even necessarily like going to the gym but like competing yeah being a body coming from like that punk rock background coming from that punk rock background you know what's interesting about that is that's the one thing that i'm trying to infect the bodybuilding community with you know what i mean right like if that's the one part of my past that i'm going to take with me into this fucking shit it's going to be punk yeah fuck all that crew cut clean cut gentleman bullshit you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm coming in here, dirty chucks, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Long hair, fucking piercings out the ass, right. all up and down my ear, hand tat, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm coming in here, guns blazing, right? So I think going into bodybuilding, it was a, it was a fucking weird thing um, because obviously bodybuilding is a sport where pretty much everybody is rocking, you know, uh, buzzed sides, short on the top, a little bit of gel in there. You know, barely any tattoos in sight, definitely no piercings. And I'm not talking about like the fitness model douchebags. Right. You know what I mean? I'm talking strictly about athletes, okay? So I'm coming into this, and I'll just picture this, right? Here you got a 17 year old kid, you know, rocking maybe even eyeliner sometimes at school. Who the fuck cares? Whatever. A beanie, hood over his beanie, a band merch t shirt. You know, I'm listening to my fucking, you know, post hardcore screamo shit. Mm-hmm. I don't fit in. With the fitness crowd, bro. I don't. Yeah. You know, I'm not like some, and like we talked about confidence earlier. I'm not, you know, back then I wasn't some like confident alpha fucking male. You know what I mean? I was, I was much like, uh, you know, kind of like how Peter Parker was in the comic books. I kept my head down. I, you know, I always had bedhead in school. I was always fucking late t- to catch the bus, you know? So it was like unfamiliar territory for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think going into it, I really try to just, you know, like if I couldn't be comfortable with the environment that I was heading towards, yeah, I had to make that environment comfortable with who I was, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's when I started to slowly implement all of these things that I'm doing on my social media and shit, or just like even, even in competing, like I rocked uh, an extremely grown out undercut black dyed hair for my first show. Yeah. I let people know right there and there on stage. I was like, I'm different. Right. You know, um, the photo shoot I just did with Alex Ardenti. Mm-hmm. You know, I rocked my piercings. Right. We didn't airbrush my my hand tattoo out of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I had my dirty chucks on, you know? Right. 
on on that video yeah. that I filmed, I had that Jason right. uh, clip from Friday the Thirteenth yeah. in there. So it's like I'm slowly shoving all this shit in people's faces, saying, right. "Hey, like this is what I'm about. I'm invading your fucking territory. Right. You better get comfortable." Yeah, you know. So and- I I kind of had to like I had to force the industry mm-hmm. to you know um you sort don't- of cater. You to don't, my persona. you don't give into the industry. You right, right. never, the industry is not going to change me. I'm going to change the industry. And that's right. like the attitude yeah. I had to have right. with it. Cause yeah. it was so unfamiliar, bro. Like you have to understand, you know, you're talking about a kid who had a shaved head, who was a cage fighter, right. who grew his hair out, started modeling, right? For, right then and there. How the fuck do you go from being a cage fighter to modeling? And then going back to being and a bodybuilder. Then, and then becoming a bodybuilder yeah. after you had just been a skater punk for a couple years. Right you know, post-retiring from fighting. So it's like, none of these things make sense. Right. None of these things add up. None of these things belong, um, you know, each other's right. communities. So I had to find a way right. to intertwine. But, and, but intertwine it kind of goes them. back. It goes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, which is like, who says it doesn't make sense? Exactly. Right? And says? that's, that's you know, I posted a video a while ago when I was younger and I listed all of these things A to Z. I said, I'm this, I'm that, I'm boom. This right. doesn't make sense. It never did make and sense. And it never should. And it never had to make sense. Right. And yeah. that's where people doesn't fuck need it up. To. Yeah, that's what I meant. So to say. I wanted to take that mentality into the fitness industry, you know, into into the mainstream, into right. the competitive scene. And and, and I think right. that it was received pretty well, honestly. No, I mean I think that's one I think of it was a the, fucking goddamn wake right. up call for a lot of people. <laughs> I mean, I think that's Seriously. one of your strongest qualities is being able to, like I said, never deviate from who you are as a person. Because in the reality, when it comes down to it, that's the thing that's going to separate you from everyone else. Yeah, facts, bro. And it's like, I honestly think that the gym scene is a great scene for fucking punk culture, dude. I mean, right. you know what I mean? Just like going even, in there, slamming even the Even the weights. type of music that you listen to. Yeah, and I actually made this in one of my YouTube videos saying how like music is actually a huge part for me going to the gym. Huge. It's like you embody the music. Without music, I wouldn't be a bodybuilder. Exactly. It's like it's like just Fuck. like just like when you forget when you forget your headphones when you yeah. get to the gym and yeah, you're yeah, lifting yeah. by yourself. Kills the whole workout. It's so bad. You know, um, because I started to look at it from like an objective standpoint, not even not even like a, okay, what does the, the the general population think of, of this shit? But I was looking at it from like a, you know, here here we we're going in the gym, we're fucking throwing around weights, we're all pissed off. That's emo culture. That's punk culture within itself. Right. You know, being frustrated, being pissed off, rebelling against the norm. Right. That is punk culture. And that is what every bodybuilder is doing when they go in the gym. Right. You know, so actually, in fact, they they do correlate. And it's just like. It's kind of like seeking validation in yeah, you know uh, I mean? external factors. Plus, I just got sick of norm normality. I just got sick of seeing the same carbon copy motherfucker to you know left and right of me. And it was like, you know, I say shit all the time. Like, yeah, like peep the fit, like dirty chucks uh, increases strength right. output by ten percent. Right. Dangle earrings increases your metabolic rate by five percent. You know, I just fuck yeah. around with it because it's like these are all things that whether you want right. to believe me or not kind of feed into my performance in the gym oh, like they, they low-key do yes you know yes. what i mean like just it's like it's it like, allows me to further amplify right. my character you know exactly like it's just like you know how and this might be a very controversial thing it's like this. listen to the batman film score pretending dude, you're they, fucking like, batman dude, <laughs> this might sound like a shit. really controversial thing but it's kind of like how people buy gym clothes like gymshark uh, and outfits because yes, yes, they make yes, it yes. feel like that you're now they feel like a real fucking like, gym <laughs> like you're 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 one of the athletes and that you can be yeah, you're one of us now buddy and that's why a uh-huh. lot of people resonate with those brands yeah i, I mean like 
Because okay. you'll see fucking twerps like, don't even see, have a frame yet. If you see yet, someone wearing gym shirt stuff, like, you know what I mean? You immediately Jesus have this, Christ. like, perception in your head. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. And I think that people like to be part of something bigger than themselves. Uh-huh. Something like that. And that, yeah. that drives you to do better, I guess, and push yourself more. Yeah. So I think for me, I just really came to the realization that, like, they're honestly perfect for each other. They really are. Because everything that inspired um, that whole punk upbringing right. of mine is also what inspires most bodybuilders yeah. mm-hmm. and so when you just when you eliminate the you know the indistinguishable lines and shit and you just kind of tell yourself okay it, it doesn't need to correlate it's like we talked about pursuing thought without thought right uh-huh. and it was just it was my sh- i knew i had eyes on me you know i know i know i have witnesses what am i going to show them i'm going to show them this amazing culture that i've immersed myself in my whole life right. because i believe it deserves a chance Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, I'm, t- you know, I was sick of normality. I was sick of conformity. So my next question oh. for you. Okay. All right. One thing I've always admired about you. And I just told you, I said, you're the nicest guy in the world. Okay. <laughs> Real shit. So you always seem to uphold a level of kindness and respect for people, regardless of how shallow someone is towards you. Right. And I want to know, um, you know, when shit hits the fan, when you're, when you're, you know, when your head's hung and, you know, life's really treating you like fucking dog shit, how do you continue to, you know, obtain this sense of sincerity and kindness, um, throughout everything that you do? Like, how do you not bend or break? I mean, first of all, thank you so much for saying yeah, absolutely, that. Absolutely, bro. Kind. It's factual. Um, and like, you know, I just try to do the right thing most of the time. Um, I do my best to try to do the right thing. Um, I just feel like because me and you both have like a really strong sense of uh, morality. Yeah. We both have a, a really strong set of morals and principles that we follow. Mm-hmm. But my thing is, I have a fucking short temper. Like I'll beat <laughs> someone's ass. I, but you, you kill them with kindness 10, 10 out of ten times. I just feel like that. Um, we never ever know what someone's going through. Right. Ever. And, you know, I've gone through a lot. You've gone through a lot. People go through stuff. And the moment you think that you're the only person who goes through stuff is the moment you're wrong because. Yeah. The reality of it is everyone goes through something and I just feel like that nine out of 10 times someone needs a hug and not necessarily fighting words back. Yeah. And uh, I always believe oh. that it's everyone's given right to find happiness and to be able to oh. to see the world the way I kind of see it. And I know that this world can be an amazing and awesome place. And I know that, yes, there is a lot of trouble there is a lot of negativity but it doesn't have to be that way and i feel that um even if someone's being shallow towards you and even if someone's being mean or whatever being nice will do nothing but make the world better you know and it sometimes those people even the people who are mean to you need to hear those things yeah. Everyone needs to be loved and everyone should be loved. And regardless of where you come from, what you've done, yeah. everyone has a story. <laughs> and I feel like that um, if we can just learn to love people more rather than hating them immediately, yeah. I think that, that that spreads faster and that says a lot more. You I know? envy that quality of yours. I really do. Thank you. Thank you so much. All and right. You got one more for me, huh? I got a silly one for you. All right. All right. Let me, let me hear it. All right, so I know uh, <laughs> oh, I know everyone is probably going to be asking this too. Why the long hair? Are you serious? Why the long hair? What do you mean, why? Explain. I'm sure you get that what? all the time. You know what? I actually just saw a comment on Lex's YouTube video, and it said, someone 
start a GoFundMe so this kid can get a haircut. <laughs> can you believe that shit? But explain to them how, like, because you've told me why you've grown right. Here, but like, I want to like you further clarify. Uh, maybe I'll make the question more broad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. why do you like to like what? Wh- why do I prefer what? Why do you prefer long hair? And not only that, like talk about your style, like as a person, like basically like you said, like you, your chucks and your things yeah, like yeah. that. Why am I not hopping on the, the general train. public's exactly. wave? Exactly. That, that's a good question. Why am I an anti-vist? <laughs> Why exactly. am I a fucking, okay. Hmm. Anyways. It, it, sorry. I just, oh, wait, wait, interrupt. Yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to say it in a malicious way. No, no, no. I, I know like, you love my hair. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Everybody like, loves my yeah, hair. Yeah, exactly. Most people love my hair. But most people don't understand but they're when they shocked. see it. Yeah. They're shocked. Right? Yeah. Um, it's it's like they've never seen a flow before. Uh, think about this: every single bodybuilder shaves their head. Shaves you do the exact shit. opposite. I've never seen the only bodybuilder I can think of that has long hair is classic physique competitor Alexander Fong. You know what I'm talking about? No. All right. Shout <laughs> out Alex. I mean, I talked to him one time on DMs. Anyways, the dude who left that comment likes his video. Go fuck yourself. Well, all right. They deserve an explanation. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. My entire life, I've had a huge distaste for what everyone else was doing because I just thought it was fucking corny. Mm-hmm. Growing up, I didn't think having a crew cut and rocking a Letterman jacket made you cool. Mm-hmm. I thought you were a fucking douche. <laughs> I thought you were cool if you could shred the guitar. Oh, I yeah. thought you were cool if you could headbang your hair was fucking tweaking out while you were doing it. Right. I thought you were cool if you slashed your jeans and had maybe a, a sick fucking piercing or could, you know, get gnarly at the skate park with your board. Mm-hmm. And so my concept of what's cool and other people's um, idea of what's cool has always differed. You know what I mean? They've all they've always contrasted each other. So right. the long hair, you know, the, the punk style, the, the grunge style, the piercings and then. And just the, the way I go about doing shit and the way I represent myself, even on my social media. Like, I don't know if you saw my studio shots that I did with uh, that company. Um, but, you know, I'm rocking eyeliner, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got, like, photos of me, like, frowning, like, I'm sad and shit. I got, I got photos of me, like, I'm screaming, like, I'm mad. Uh-huh. And it's in those little things that you can tell that I'm doing some different shit over here. Right. I'm just different. No. You know, really the inspiration behind all of that is just, like, pursuing my perception of what's cool right i just think it's fucking cool mm-hmm. you know the 99 percent, which are the people with the crew cuts and the people that you know they they conform to the societal standard they're not the ones that win right keep in mind the ones that win are the one percent exactly okay who's my wallpaper right now you see this okay mm-hmm. that's a Show fucking, that's a fucking rock star right that's a rock star right right he's in the one percent right his hair's long mm-hmm. he's tatted the fuck up yep his jeans are slashed. Right. So what are you going to tell me? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So it's like my idea of what's cool is the 1%. Right. Is divinity. Right. Is originality. Right. Yeah. Anti-conformist fucking protocol. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, you know, it's actually kind of funny because um, it kind of reminds me of like how like a, a lot of people are like quick to like say that like you're weird or whatever that. Yeah. But they're all the same. Yeah, they're fucking weird. I think it's weird to be the same. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking strange. Like, like, and they'll never be remembered. Think, think about this. This is some food for thought. If you took every single thing that was quote <clears throat> was considered normal yeah. 
and put it in a person, that person would be so abnormal. Because the things that make us different is, like you said, yeah. like, you know what I mean? That's the thing that makes people people is that we're all different. Yeah. But like, check it out, right? If I didn't have any of these characteristics, who really would I be? Would yeah, I even have a platform? Be like, would I even have a platform? Dude, you'd be like vanilla. I wouldn't even have a platform. Yeah. I wouldn't have, fo- I wouldn't anyone, have a following. I mean, literally, anyone. No one would be interested in what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, that goes with anyone and anything. It's like, what what makes you different? What what the fuck are you, dude? <laughs> what are you? Are, yeah. you? are you even human or are you just a robot? You're a clone, You're a clone. Of, <laughs> of everyone around you. You know what I mean? Like, Plus, it's just organic. I, I think, you know what's crazy, bro? Hmm. Is all of these people that have something to say about it. That's a reflection of their missed opportunity to do the same. Right. They have a very strong sense of what they want to do, who they want to be, right. how they want to look. Right. And they mm-hmm. quickly dismiss it out of fear of societal acceptance and what Which is an think. artificial construct that we Absolutely. develop. So if anything, yeah. right, I'm actually doing everyone a fucking favor. Right. Because <laughs> they're witnessing something yeah. that they wish they could do. Could do. So right. welcome to the show, motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sit down, enjoy, get some drinks. You know, I'm actually about to get some more tea. Oh yeah, we talked about embarrassing stories. Okay, embarrassing stories. You said you had some fitness ones for me. I do have some fitness ones. Give me, give me a good one while I pour this tea. All right, everyone, gather around the fire while we listen to this embarrassing. Yes, story. someone start the fire. Here we go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All, right. All right, so. Um, growing up and going to the gym, I go alone a lot of the times, most of the times. I'd say even like within this year was like the most I've actually worked out with other people. Like honestly. Me. So, uh, of course, by nature, those of you who watch my channel for a long time know that I like to bench heavy. <laughs> you already know where this all is right, going. All right, quit flexing. <laughs> oh, wait, already, I think you told right me this, bro. This what? Did you tell me this one before? No, but you know, you can kind of guess okay, where this all right, is going. Okay. So, um. I'm pyramiding up. I'm going to my Walmart max and you know, I don't know how I'm feeling today. So like, I was like, all right, so let's just go. Cause I, you know, I'm like what? 16 at the time, 16, 17. Okay. So I'm just like a young gun trying to be like, mm, I can flex at the gym or whatever. So I put on more weight than I anticipated and pick it up. Boom. Goes straight down. And like, I don't know what to do. I thought I was going to roll it off, but like my first instinct was like, how I need to get this thing off. So I try to press it as much as I can. And literally all the weights fell off the thing and the bars flip swing back and hit me in the face. And Fuck. I looked up and everyone was in the gym, me. right? <laughs> it gets better. Oh man. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that was, like, that was really embarrassing. So I was like, Okay, I'll just lower the weight and I'll do it. I'll do something else. So I put all the plates back on. So, like I said, I wasn't even putting, there was no clips on it and all the weights came off. And I put it on lower weight and I tried to go for an AMRAP and I failed. And then someone had to come back and lift it up. And I was like, all right, I'm leaving Fuck. the gym. That's it. I'm done. No redemption. No redemption. It was the same guy who helped me when I. Was this at your main gym that you still go to? No. LA Robinson. It was a bakery. Fuck. Yeah, dude. Isn't that bad? Were the baddies there that day? Uh, I wasn't. I don't know. Probably. Well, scratch them off the list. Oh, yeah, dude. It was bad. <laughs> dude, I was chubby back then, too. So it was Shit. like I was not attractive at all. So. All right, listen. I want to get into something. Okay. Right. 
is fall the greatest season? Listen, you already know my answer. I know your answer. Fall is the greatest season. How about this? You give me three reasons why fall is the greatest season, and I'll give you three rebuttals to those reasons as a playing devil's advocate, and then I'd give you my opinion after. So Your Wi-Fi to, password? So, what? Hold on a minute. Here, let me put it in. All right, you put it in. <laughs> okay, I put your Wi-Fi Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, if you guys know me, you know that I think Halloween is the greatest fucking holiday to ever uh, grace the earth, which also alludes to the fact that I think fall is the greatest season. Okay? I'm gonna just going to spit out a couple reasons as to why fall is fucking alpha as fuck. All right. Okay? One dead trees fall leaves fucking beautiful can't beat it all right two horror movies get the fuck out of here really like you can't even, that that's that should just annihilate any of your oppositions okay three halloween itself and everything that comes with it i'm talking the jack-o'-lanterns the fucking mm-hmm. orange and purple lights the spirit store that opens up you know what i mean the vibe bro the full moons the the purple skylines you know Sweater weather can't be, and, and listen, we're all, we're talking like East coast, you know what I mean? Up North, like obviously if so you're down why in Cali, fall is the best season on the East coast in Pittsburgh. You, right. Because it, obviously if you live in fucking LA, you're not going to, you're not going to experience any of this shit. <laughs> the grimy, the grimy stuff. Grimy shit. Boom. That's another reason in itself. Grimy shit. Okay. <laughs> but here's, all right, here, if I had to sum it up, I think that fall and Halloween have this mystical vibe and this, this level of mystique that isn't offered elsewhere you can't find it anywhere else you know what i mean it's just majestic okay there's just something about it it's just it's just fucking grimy shit man now i'm gonna the haunted houses (laughs) literally hundred acre manor if you're a pittsburgh native fucking green man tunnel scare house let's get it 412 still city shit grimy shit i mean i could go on and on all right so now i'm gonna give like some rebuttals that you're gonna have to respond to all right so and then we'll, we'll weigh out the pros and cons. So what's the biggest contender than Halloween? This is a rhetorical question, by the way. You know, it's it's, it's Halloween. It's Christmas. Yeah. So. Winter is like lot, neck and neck. Okay. So let's talk about the festivities. Right. When it let's comes to it. Halloween and Christmas, what lasts longer in terms of actual duration? But that's what gives Halloween more value. Right. Is that it comes and goes so quick. You right. appreciate it more. That's a good rebuttal. That's a good it rebuttal. is because Christmas gets dragged out, man. All right. It does. So, so it's dragged next, out all, all the way up until like Valentine's Until Day. you're sick, sick of it. <laughs> yeah. All right. And also the thing with Christmas, right? Everybody's just high in spirits. That just pisses me off. Right. It just gets annoying, you know? <laughs> it just, yeah. really just does, man. I don't, I don't want to have to be on my tiptoes and worry about being, being so uh-huh. good and pure all the time, man. I want to be fucking grimy, dude. Right. I want to be fucking grimy. And- <laughs> <laughs> so the second the second rebuttal I have is um, the benefits in terms of what you gain from Halloween versus what you gain. Fucking from candy, Christmas. boom! Literally end of discussion. But like other like you okay, could, you do you get technically Christmas could gifts. get candy from. You're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. But how do you like? How do you like? Talk about how does Halloween affect me year round, like long term? Like, what do I gain from it? A okay, sense of like comfort, long run, yeah. long run. Like, let's just say within a year, right? Okay? 
Halloween, <clears throat> benefits that you got emotionally, mm-hmm. mentally, physical things, and same thing with Christmas. Okay. Long term, I think what Halloween and fall provides me with that really appeals to me is just a, a sense of security and comfort. Because mm-hmm. I'm with the fucking freaks and geeks, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm an outlier. Right. Fall is an outlier season. You know what I mean? Yeah. Halloween is an outcast holiday. Yeah. So once that comes around the corner, I'm home, baby. I'm home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think like long term in the nostalgia, bro. Okay. Okay. No, you so know? now I have one last one last thing I'm saying. But then, I will say that winter does Yeah, fuck it. Okay, I have one last thing to say. And then I'm gonna give And then three, you give me your final verdict. And then I'll give you three reasons why I think fall is good, right? And then I'll give I you thought you were about to say the best. <laughs> All right. And then I'll give you my final verdict on okay. what I think. So last rebuttal. How can you say okay, tell me objectively okay. why fall is better. Than right. sm- tell me why fall right. is more superior than the it other can seasons. Be, okay, you know why? I'll, I'll give you one objective reason as to why it's superior to fucking winter. And I love winter. Don't get me wrong. It's literally almost tied. But here's yeah. one reason why. Winter is fucking freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Can you can you dispute that? I cannot dispute that. So wouldn't you say follow superior in that regard? Yes, Here we go. Is. Knock that off the list. Okay. Now, outside of that, because that's like the obvious. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Objective. Objective. Oh, fuck. Someone who isn't. All right. Okay. A punky okay. mo kid. All right. Why okay. would they love Halloween? Why would they love it? I got a good reason. I got it's a good objective just reason. It's unconditionally comforting. Everything from the pumpkin spice candles to the fucking right leaves on the ground and the sweater that you're rocking. You know, yeah, bro. It's just it's so campy. Right. You know, like it's just yeah. a comfy ass fucking season, so, bro. Actually, I have a really, I just thought of like an objective good reason. Which By the way, pumpkin spice anything is the shit. Don't <laughs> so this, at me. This, this could segue into my three reasons. Okay. But I'll, I'll give one objective reason. That is Halloween in itself yeah. is a representation of you can be. You can be whoever the fuck you want to be. You, it doesn't have to be about horror. You love the horror aspect, but you love yeah. that it's open, that it's not looked down I loved upon. it completely. Here's, you know what, man? You just made me, you just made me think of my next point. Okay. Halloween is the one day uh, out of your 365 day year, okay, mm-hmm. is the one fucking day where it is socially acceptable to look and feel however the fuck you want. Dude, I literally was about to say that, not the same phrase, Boom. but I was going to say socially acceptable. That and also, like I said, pumpkin spice, anything, yeah. flannels, Dude. horror movies, yeah, everything in between. It's the only day you do, you're not moves. judged for being yourself and your aspirations. Oh, I want some pumpkin really. spice coffee. <laughs> All right, three reasons, ready? Okay. All right, my number uh, my, my number three reason. It's not. It's a. Per, it's the perfect weather. It is perfect. Okay. So like right now, like even like the temperature right now starting to get. You can literally be also comfortable. Real quick. Yeah. Me and you are both cinematographers. Yes. Nothing looks better on camera than fall. Yeah, it's just okay. Point blank. And, period. Like summertime and springtime, the aperture is boring. Too, it's like it's too harsh. The lighting's too harsh in summertime sometimes. And then in the winter times, like there might not be enough light, and sometimes the snow can bounce Boring. and mess with, with the with the light. No, but, I fuck with winter. But, but fall, fall is good. See, winter is like that fucking grimy, fucking like yeah. World War Two vibe, rocky underdog vibe. But see, the thing, the thing is you know about I mean? fall is like is is very mystical. cinematic. 
mystique. It's mystique. mysterious. Yeah. It's cryptic. It's 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 so like otherworldly. Right. Just the supernatural element of yeah. it all. Uh-huh. Just it's just it, it hits differently. So you know, it's it's it really switches up the norm of of what you expect yeah. day in and day out. So my number three reason is it's um the weather is like you can walk out and be like room temperature. Right. And sometimes it's a little chilly, but like I love wearing jackets. I love the it's feeling. It's the best season the- for getting stylish with it it's actually you can can wear like jeans like uh flannels things like that and what i love about (laughs) this might sound weird but the reason why i love wearing jackets because you can control your temperature when it's hot outside you can't make yourself cooler i mean you can take your your shirt off or whatever but other than that you can't make yourself cooler than that if it's too cold outside you you can put more layers on bro you can take it off fall fashion is unmatched yeah okay now second, and that's just facts bro second reason why halloween or the fall time is really good wait didn't you already list three no oh shit i said the, that was my third oh, okay. like i'm there i'm okay, making yeah, higher taper and down so right. number number two number two is uh i love i love like the 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 desserts come out at this time fuck dude scones like, and this shit. is when people start to like uh-huh. come up with like apple pie dude. freaking Pumpkin pie, like all the pies, Literally, all the pies come you out. You can't time. beat it. Like, how are you gonna beat waking up in the morning, follies on the ground? You go to fucking Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts, you get your pumpkin yeah. spice, fucking iced coffee right. and shit. Full moon comes right. up. You take this baddie to the Cinemark to go see the new hit. You know what I mean? Yeah, Bro, and it's like on, nighttime man. is you take so her home enjoyable. And there's apple pie in the fucking the f- oven, dude. Yeah. Get out of here. Nighttime bro. is so enjoyable in the fall time. Get out of here. Oh, nighttime is unreal yeah. in the fall. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready for the number one reason. I just spilled tea on my phone. Ready for the number one reason why fall time's the best time of the year. Because I like it and you love me, so you have to agree with me. <laughs> it signifies the beginning of yes. holidays. Yes, yes, yes. So, springtime is the end. There's nothing going on in spring and summer. Fall literally, the other than 4th rebirth, of July, yeah. and if you don't live in the United States, like, literally nothing goes on. Spring sucks ass. Nothing goes on in the spring and summer except for good weather. Spring is titty. So, like, I love that feeling that. Okay, especially as a bodybuilder, you're gonna you're gonna get this. Yeah. Holidays coming up. What does that mean for us? Body yeah, yeah, dude. Y'all, I'm not gonna fucking get into that, man. Literally, you, you know what pisses me off, bro? <laughs> wait, wait, listen to this shit. Your birthday too, dude. Don't <laughs> even get me started, bro. Don't you hate when people say shit like? Oh, like, you know, I know you're dying, Blake. We can still do stuff and have fun. Let me just say this, okay? <laughs> Anything that's worth doing that is fun requires eating food. Period. Even going bowling. Period. Even going Even bowling. just something as simple as, like, going bowling. Yeah. You're going to get hungry. Right. And no, I am not going to fucking pack a meal. No. I'm yeah. not going to do that. That's just going to make it even worse. I'd yeah. rather just starve. Honestly, Than, than yeah. actually fucking watch myself do that shit. go to bed. You know... People always say shit like, you know, because, dude, I was seeing that girl, bro, right? And she would always try to get me to go out and do stuff. And I was like, listen, like, I got to stay home for my meals. If I get mm-hmm. hungry, I'm fucked. And she'd be like, well, there's other fun stuff we can do that, you know, you don't need to eat. I'm like, you don't understand. Literally every single activity that people indulge in that's fun, you are getting a bite to eat. Right. And that's just how it is. Yeah. Yep. So as bodybuilders, you yeah. can't really, like, mm-hmm. indulge in any of that shit. Right. So... So it seems like you already know. Do you want to say again? I just wanted to get closer to the mic. Oh, okay. There you go. So it seems like you already know what my number one reason is. Oh, yeah. 
So I, I mentioned how this is the time for body blows, and what does that mean? So the viewers who don't understand, and what you're just explaining about indulging and about how every single fun activity requires you to eat. Yeah. So what is it? What is your number and reason as to why fall is superior? Yes. Well, I, well, I said it's because of the holidays. Yeah, to start, yeah. But what does the holidays mean for someone who, what what bodybuilders do in the springtime versus what they do in the fucking fall time? Dirty bulk, dude. Motherfucker. The food, the food. When you're January to like, oh yeah. I don't know, like June. What's really popping in summertime though? Dude, nothing. Like, literally, you're dieting. Like, so as a check it out. Because I thought what you were hinting at was that you know most athletes shred through the summer and bulk through the fall and winter. Yeah. Which is a huge plus, right? Because right. now we can actually enjoy those activities yeah. and we can enjoy. And the it's food. N- and it's like so, that's the time where like there it is. Like you're eating. That's all we gotta say. What's up? Wraps it up. You, you you just you just you literally just proved that fall is the best season. So here's the verdict. Yeah, what's let, let me hear your final answer. Winter and Christmas is only be good because fall started. Ooh, ooh, that was such a dig. <laughs> goosebumps with that. Yo, <laughs> I'm proud of you. I think that fall <laughs> is very nostalgia, and that's where that feeling of giddiness starts from. Do you know what I mean? It, it's like Christmas is like the icing, mm-hmm. but the meat and the, the cake, the actual cake. The foundation. Is fall. Fuck yeah, dude. Do you know what I mean? Because without that nostalgia-ness, do you know what I mean? Without all that preparation for the holidays. Yeah. Like, let's, let's, let's peel it back. Yeah. How would Thanksgiving be without, how would Christmas be without Thanksgiving? Yeah. Feel like empty, Lame. right? If it was just snap. But then now how would Halloween, like how would Thanksgiving feel without Halloween? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Empty. Exactly. So it's layers. Exactly. You see what I mean? You take one out and it's like, you can take, oh, let, let's say you have for Halloween success. and Thanksgiving, but you take out Christmas. Like, you know what I mean? It's uh, like, you feel, you still feel like there was something going on. Fall produces a feeling unlike any other. Yeah. It's it a segue. Does. It's the segue. And into- this is also objective truth. Horror movies are the best movies. All and, right. Um, yeah. That's just the way it is. So, so anyways, that was a uh, podcast episode one. Just freestyling. Not sure. We're not we're just it. bodybuilders up in here. Yeah, bro. We're we're, we're fucking we're we're people. We're people, bro. We're multifaceted. Yeah. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, this was Jonathan and Jason. Jason Robinson. Until next time. I hope we can do this like on a weekly basis, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you know I mean? maybe if this gets a lot of shares and Yeah, if you guys I don't know, I mean, maybe you drop a like, a comment, maybe share. Maybe uh, maybe you get uh, more. Uh, you know, maybe play if this in your car if you got a long drive, if you, you know, if you got a you know long drive to work or you're visiting a buddy out of town, throw this on your speakers and just zone out. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Listen to the ASMR of Jonathan's deep voice. Me drinking tea. Yo, ASMR is actually a fucking cult. (laughs) I swear to God. You make so much money doing it. ASMR is weird. (laughs) Like, it's sexual. Like, it's erotic. Like, I'll see, like, 14-year-old girls doing, like, ASMR. They'll be, like, eating something, and they'll be, like, smacking their lips away. I'm just enjoying this piece of pizza. And you'll see all these like old bozos in the comments, yeah. like, oh, like, that gave me chills. Like, oh, dude, it's erotic. Bro, you're definitely giving people some ASMR right now. I know. <laughs> all right. Podcast episode one. Tune in next time. Thank yep. you all for listening. See you guys. Peace.